Welcome to Broken Silicon, a PC hardware and gaming podcast. I am your host, who tries to have the most, rarely adequate, Tom, and I'm joined by Dan. Much more most put into that. Hello. <laughs> and what I was. Yeah, this one's a little weird. No drinking. It's the morning. Feel like we might be on subject today, in fact. I don't want to mm-hmm. confirm anything, though. We could, we may or may not be on subject. Now, of course, I am in Canada right now as we record this. It is the morning. Had a business trip here. Had some fun. Visited a castle, Castle Loma. It had, it had they were like preparing it for a spook house. Like they were like, which sounds like an awesome place to do a haunted house. However, I got to say, hope you guys are putting more effort into that basement because they already finished <laughs> the basement part and you get to walk through it. There was a uh, pretty amateurish. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the special effects were decent, but there was no one in it. And it was just like, here's a computer screen with it on it. Look at him looking at you. Isn't that scary? That's spooky. I mean, to be fair, most uh, spooky houses are very amateur. <laughs> I mean, I could have made a better one. It, it, it just looked like someone had a lot of money and went to a Halloween store and just bought everything in it. <laughs> but uh, the castle itself was cool. It's an interesting story about, I guess, uh, an old Canadian banker, I think, and founder of a militia regiment and investor in the Niagara Falls hydroelectric power plant. This guy sounds very American to me, but you are indeed in Canada. Yeah. So, I mean, come on, guys. Let's be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, but here's the Canadian part of the story. So apparently, this is a, this guy had a lot of bullshit that he just put up with. He clearly loved his country. He loved Canada. He loved the West. He did what he could to help it whenever he could. He financed parts of like World War One himself. Like he just shipped over. An entire regiment for a million dollars, which back then is a lot, a lot of money. A lot of money, yeah. And uh, and uh, he just he just got screwed over by the socialist government over and over. Like I'm gonna say it. Like so, he partners with these two giant electric engineering industrialist moguls to make the a dam that can power Toronto or something. Five years later, or something. Uh, it takes a lot of money to recuperate the losses of building the most advanced type of power on earth in the early 1900s and making it at the biggest waterfall. And the president they elect just takes it from them. Doesn't pay him anything for it. Doesn't pay it back. President saying he was going to nationalize all these things industrialists built. And he did. He just took it. Never got his nice. money back. I would argue it ruined him. It's just like, you know, why do people come to America <laughs> to start businesses? <laughs> why was Tesla started here? I don't know. It's, it's a pretty crazy story. It's like, yeah, he oh, yeah. completely ruined him. He lost his house. And he was even there for the opening saying he always just wanted people to enjoy it. And I'm just like, this guy is like a nicer Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> I mean, he founded a regiment. But yeah, all right. Or a nicer. Talked about this for a while. Hoover. <laughs> a nicer. Hoover is supposedly nice, too. But yeah. uh Less successful Hoover. Well, wait, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's some who would disagree with that statement. <laughs> All right. So, Dan, as usual, I thought we could have a more manageable episode. It looks like it's bloated itself up again. In the past day, you sent me like, 
So here, uh, yesterday you sent me, here's the thing, what we're talking about. And then over the course of a day, it was like, and I guess we need to talk about this, 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 and this. Yeah. Some of these things, though, I think we'll move through pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. I don't, we don't need to dwell. Again, we're not drinking. We gave you some Canadian history there that I'm sure I butchered half of it. I'm sure I'll get yeah, plenty of comments some, from Canadians. There are probably some angry Canadians now. Yeah. And we'll work in more Canadian trivia later. I know you guys want it. So Blokes <laughs> writes in and he asks, it never occurred to me, but what's even a good place to get started with PC hardware news these days? I actually like this question a lot because when we got into this, we could rely on TechSpot and Tom's Hardware, especially Tom's Hardware. We really almost exclusively used Tom's Hardware in like 2011, right? Yeah, especially with the... I, I got a lot of help with the forums and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't know where a good place to get started is right now. I mean, there's still TechSpot. They're a good website, I would say. Yeah, because it's just an arm of hardware and box instead of the other <laughs> way around. It's funny how Hardware yeah. and Box started as their YouTube arm, and it's very clear it's the other way around now. <laughs> but I think actually that's perfect. That's the answer. TechSpot is now the arm of a YouTube channel. Uh, I think, blokes, you already know where to go. Go to me. Go to go to Steve. Go to the other Steve. Go to the five Pauls. I think you could make an argument. Most hardware people are named Paul, Tom, or Steve. It's actually a legal requirement that all... Uh, hardware commentators are Tom, Paul, or Steve. <laughs> That's why Adored is such a bad boy. His name is Jim, and just not mm. cutting it. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think uh, we have answers. You know, you go to those people. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've looked at the Tom's Hardware forums. There's still decent stuff there, but it's a ghost town of what it used to be. And half the people giving information, it's not as good. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's YouTube. That's where you go. And I've, I've made this argument before that I really think the most reasonable people, like in the Reddits and stuff, have all moved to the discords. The most reasonable. There are still good people on Reddit and other places. But think about it. How many people are supporting Adored? It's like 2,000 or something or over 1,000. There's yeah. hundreds supporting me, hundreds supporting Celso at, uh, I think it's actually Celso, at... Uh, Cortex. So add it up. I mean, how many people were actually the best people on those forums? I mean, I know there's thousands supporting Steve at Hardware and Boxed. I mean, yeah. the, the top 10,000 people who aren't making their own channels are probably <laughs> in these discords now, guys. Yeah. And I mean, like you brought up Reddit and Reddit just in general oh is God. a madhouse. It's every, a shit show. Every subreddit, the comments are essentially just like, a manifestation of like the most extreme voices in each subreddit. So every subreddit, the comments section is just a disaster. And that's including the hardware subreddits. Well, and it's like, it's a requirement that they have to be negative because I, it's insane. There's like anti AMD, but they only buy AMD hard fanboys. Now I've noticed too, <laughs> because they think AMD screwed over Jim at adored or something. And so now, or, 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 or more likely, they're, they're just mad that the 5700 XT wasn't the rumored $50. Remember, the initial rumor for the 5700 was it, that it was going to be $50. And so now that it's still half yeah. the price of NVIDIA, we should all be angry because, you know, AM greedy. 
Yeah, the $50 Titan killer we were all expecting. <laughs> Which we all deserve. Yeah, we, des- we deserve, we deserve it. it. We are owed a $50 Titan killer, and AMD should go out of fucking business and give me this one card. <laughs> uh, that's just how people sound to me, and I said that to Adored uh, a couple of days ago. I said, you know, your name is very multi-use. You can use Adored TV to be an insult or a compliment. Like, you're, you're just like Adored, or you're just like fucking Adored. <laughs> I think r slash uh, hardware would use the latter. <laughs> yeah, uh, phraseology, dude. That's that's how it sounds in the AMD subreddit. Adore TV is an insult. Yeah, I know some subreddits uh, talking about adored is banned. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I was talking to Jim, and we were like laughing, like how can me and him be shit on in the AMD subreddit? It's like <laughs> almost all pro AMD stuff. Not that we're trying to be pro AMD, but it's just there's a lot of good AMD news there's coming a, out. And Nvidia's yeah. mad with Nvidia's mad with power and Intel's mad with stupidity. <laughs> so it's like, of course we've got all this AMD stuff going on. And oh my God. Like so then I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know, blokes. I think we answered your question and I don't uh <laughs> I don't know. I just love the. I, I, uh, Jim said, "Which uh, which uh, people were shitting on your video?" I bet if you said their names, I could remember comments they said to me. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, speaking of shitting on people, let's talk about Zen Three a little bit. So I put this in at the last minute. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I actually was tipped off on this stuff a day or two ago by a couple Mm -hmm. people. So I already knew about it, but I didn't want to comment until I did more digging. This isn't something that I need to rush out information about, first of all. It's a year away from launch, Zen 3. So uh, there's no rush here. But uh, uh, I mean, I guess I'll summarize. So I was actually sent last night while I was at Niagara Falls, which is beautiful, by the way, everybody. uh, Information, which was seemed mostly public, actually. Yeah, I mean, based on what I understand, this is from like a tech press event, right? Yeah, so it looks like no SMT4 was mentioned. Um, and uh, actually, the slides on WCCF, let me look. Uh, the stuff I was sent had more detail. Um, yeah. Yeah, the stuff I was sent had more, de- a little more detail. Like basically saying there isn't SMT4, there isn't DDR5 support. And I think they even, on the original slide, screwed up 7 nanometer. So it's like, I, so I don't know. The person I was talking to said that he thought um, it's un, it, it, that they may have been lazy with copying parts of the slides, and that's why it doesn't. <laughs> and like, because it literally said 7 nanometer, not 7 nanometer plus, which is ridiculous. They're going yeah. to use 7 nanometer plus. Yeah. And so... I was talking actually to Cortex about it too. And he, I mean, we agree that we know that chiplets are coming, more chiplets. We've seen the release, like the, the, there's decks where they show that it has 15 chiplets instead of what do they have now? Nine? Yeah, they have nine. They have the IO die and then eight times eight. Yeah. And you're talking about more chiplets with Zen 3, right? Yeah. So we assume there's still going to be. Either HBM, which I know, by the way, guys, Intel's working on putting HBM on die as well. Uh, someone <laughs> just sent me something. But uh, that it's either HBM or, or just 3D stacked memory. Remember, the original video I had just said 3D stacked memory. It might not be HBM. They might just yeah. stack something else. doesn't need yeah. to be. Um, 
So it, it sounds like 3D stacked memory, 7 nanometer plus, which means EUV, and maybe, a, and it looks like it might be a pretty decent IPC increase again, like, you know, a good 10% or something. But outside of that, it seems like half of the big things that were originally leaked aren't being shown right now. So I really don't know what to make of that. That Well, except that I get the feeling that, well, here's what I know. They were, they're work, they have SM, like they're working on SMT4, guys. Like well, I know I mean, they are. Jim confirmed that too. Like they're working on it. But well, it, it, they may have decided to just yeah. not put it in Zen 3. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess there's also the chance that maybe they weren't able to meet, they're not predicting that they'll be able to meet their goal in time, but I have no clue. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess I'm also kind of surprised that no DDR5 support. Yeah, the DDR5 well. thing too is just like, huh. Because that's supposed to be out by next year, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I haven't kept abreast of it that much, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just read that it's estimated 2020. The rumor was, so honestly, I'm going to do more digging. I've reached out to one more source. I want his input. I have a source at Intel, actually, who gave me their input, too, which I like because, <laughs> you know, just, well, I think objectively, you know, he can tell you what he thinks they might do. I think that there's a decent chance they were getting SMT4 working. They realized it would take more work and they realized they don't need it. <laughs> and I mean, the same with DDR5, because the rumor was not that it was going to have DDR5 support. It was that it was going to have both DDR4 and DDR5. And I'm the more I think about it, it's like, well, it was design completed slightly earlier than I expected. They may have said, you know what? We're going to finish this for Zen 4. And we already have some good stuff going here. We're going to, you know, put it on EUV. That's going to give it 5 to 10% higher clocks. We can finally give you your goddamn 5 gigahertz. <laughs> um, we are going, we are moving more cash. Was it can share? I forgot what it said. Something about, uh, I haven't really dug that much into it. It was like new cash into there's i think they're adding more cash and it can share it better in between cores on a ccx there's something about cash in the ccx so there's some major architectural changes i expect decent it's like well you know what we're probably going to make this 10 percent stronger single single threaded at least just from the clock speed and the ipc increase probably 15 percent overall um and then with that we're also going to add stacked memory do we need to add anything else? I mean, this is a full architectural upgrade. They're, I mean, and it will be. That will still be much better than Zen Plus. It'll be closer to a Zen 2 increase, but they might not bring more cores or threads. Yeah. Um, Which they don't need. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's some uh, language in it that makes me think they're trying to press the brakes about the optimism about it. Like Moore's Law, a quote from the conference is Moore's law is slowing down. Semiconductor nodes are more expensive and we're not getting the frequency lift we used to get. So I don't know if they're trying to pump the brakes on the optimism about the future of Zen, but that kind of sounds like it might be to me. Yeah. That's something Cortex said to me too, that this is what AMD usually does in a low key way before they unveil it to try to tamp down things. But again, I'm going to have to really do some thinking about this because I know they're working on SMT4. Actually, again, to be clear, my my Zen 3 Whispers video, I said, I believe it's in Zen 3, but I think it might be in Zen 4. I just know it's coming within two years. Yeah, and I mean, I would expect that they're working. You would think that logically they'd be working on that. And I think um, in your first Cortex podcast, he that's what he said too, right? He 
was it Cortex? Uh, was thinking that SMT4 probably wasn't Intel Zen 4. Yeah, which I'm glad you brought him up again because uh, uh, that's one thing you got to remember. I think it becomes, it's a very hard balance because I made some pretty good predictions early on. I had no sources. And so I could just be a third-party observer. And sometimes you make better predictions without leaks. <laughs> well, right? yeah, because you've... Uh, You've said this to me, like le- a lot of like deciphering what leaks are is looking at what pe- two or three people are telling you and deciding which one's probably right. Because they're probably yeah. all right. They probably are working on all these things, but deciding which one's going to win. Yeah. And I think that's what makes Cortex so good at it is, by the way, guys, I know Cortex has some of the in- most insane sources, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but he tries as hard as he can to look at it from the outside. And I think some of the pain that Adored TV got is he started just straight up feeding us leaks, like just straight up. Didn't it feel like that near the end there? Like it was just all direct leaks. And it was like, I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's what I just did with my uh, Nobby 12 video, remember? I mean, I just gave you guys basically the chart. (laughs) But... But now there's people that are going to attack me if they decide to go with 64 compute units instead of 80 or 72. <laughs> and it's just like, well, I mean, they can do whatever they want. They can make it 96. Yeah, it's just a matter of, you do have to just add a disclaimer. Like, so this is what I'm being told by people in the company. Oh, yeah, but the idiots there's don't al- get that. There's they, always they a chance that something changes or something they said was slightly wrong. <laughs> that doesn't fit in a shit post, Dan. No, 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 no. Yes, that's true. <laughs> no, 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 no. What the, what they want is to just take a picture of a chart and put a usually an insulting or racist photo of someone who's poor next to it. That's usually their mo on WCCF. Yeah, those are always uh, disturbing to look at. The amount of people that are like, yeah, let's just post this weird racist thing. That's fine, right? <laughs> the AMD fans, and it just like shows like a poor African, and you're just like. I think there's a lot to unpack here in what you just posted that doesn't have to do with AMD. (laughs) You just told us a lot more about yourself. Yeah, maybe. There's a chance. All right. See, I don't really have much more to say about Zen 3. I'll definitely have videos coming out about that, though. Uh, Did you see that thing on the slide, though, Dan, about Moore's Law? Or you said AMD said something (laughs) about Moore's Law. Yeah, one of the quotes from the... I, I actually quoted it. But the quote, I I just love the statement, Moore's law is slowing down. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't aware, like, the law of gravity can slow down. It's almost like it's not a fucking law. (laughs) The law of gravity does slow down, Tom. I mean, this is, (laughs) guys, you gotta understand, this is just such a pet peeve for me. I name my channel because of how stupid I think the concept of Moore's law is. (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. It's so dumb. Oh, my God. All right, but let's move on to another rumor. (laughs) Navi 12, did you watch any of my Navi 12 videos? I think I've seen all of them. There's There's only been like two. Okay. Yes, then I've seen both of them. Yeah, so, I mean, just summing it up. I mean, I look, guys, Navi 12 is coming this year. I know that AMD engineers seem to be really sure it's going to kill the 2080 Ti. I'm almost entirely, you can never be entirely sure, especially because they can change their mind, guys. But I'm almost entirely sure it's going to be 256-bit for consumers, and then there will be HBM variants that come out early next year. Uh, For the higher end. Well, for professionals. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, 
I'm not sure it's even coming to consumers, but again, I'd be very surprised if they didn't have one HBM variant come to consumers. Very surprised. And it sounds like one of them is going to be 52 compute units, which I think is a good one to go with, uh, frankly. I think think that's actually right about where GCN stopped scaling, to be honest. And so it should scale pretty much linearly to 52 based on what I've talked with other people. Which again, so 52 compute units for the... I think it actually might be called the 5900, by the way. There's a lot of hints that there's not going to be any 5800 or 600, that it goes like Ryzen 3, 5, 7. So it might be like 5300, 5500, 5700, and then 5900. I actually 60% sure. That's what they're fuck doing. Even number, uh, fuck those even numbers, basically. <laughs> yeah, and I think it allows them to leave room in case they want to bring out some other version. Yeah, like launch in in between, so they don't have the confusing like the fifty eight fifty X or something like that. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't think. Hopefully, hopefully, AMD is not just trying to come up with an even dumber naming scheme. Because my God, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the R9200 series was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen, though. An R9300. <sighs> R9 3285, but the 285 is weaker but, than the 280X. Yeah. And yeah, uh, <laughs> that was the most insane. Like, guys, get it together. But yeah, so... Well, um, I think NVIDIA's doing something pretty similar right now with the oh, 20, <laughs> the 20, the 20 Super, and the 16 series, but... It doesn't matter. People just yeah. buy. Anyone <laughs> buying NVIDIA doesn't even know what they're buying. But yeah, so Navi 12, exclusively what we're talking about right now. Exclusively. Um, I think I summed it up right. 256-bit GDR6. Yeah. Um, and a top-end, what, 64 to 70 I, compute units, maybe? Yeah, but I'm not sure what they're bringing to consumers. They might just yeah. bring like 60 and then leave 64 at the top or, six. you know. So... Uh, I think they might go up to 72, and I want to be clear about that. The only reason I think 72 is because I was told there's a 60, a 70 compute unit one with HBM, and that's the top one. I was told by one of my sources that specifically, actually the first source. So if it's 70, at first I was like, well, is this going to 80 compute units? And I'm like, no, 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 that doesn't make sense. Because they're not going <laughs> to cut down 80 to 52. That's an insane amount of cutting. But yeah, be, yeah. I think, and then I like played with the die diagrams, and the only number I could come up with above 70 was 72. Like where it would make sense to organize the compute unit, the dual compute units that are in mm-hmm. Navi. So, which I don't even know why they still use the term compute units because they're really dual compute units. I don't know. Maybe to not add another term in, but it will give them another big press term like, oh, now they're dual compute units. But, but they are. I don't know. Yeah, I disable, <laughs> they're never going to disable one compute unit. They're linked together. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah, I mean, actually, in my die diagram, I just call them dual compute units and organize them that way because there's no point in splitting them up anymore. But yeah, I mean, what do you think of the Navi 12 rumors? Or well, leak? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not quite sure what too much of what to make with it right now. It's kind of hard to guess at like what power level, what... Uh, how strong they're going to be um, uh, because this is just a new architecture that we haven't seen yet. And like you said, do you think the compute units stop scaling linearly above 52? It's harder to extrapolate. I don't think they will, though. My second source is you have to understand the entire point of Navi was fixing the scaling issues GCN had. Like this isn't going to have trouble scaling. 
Like it should be pretty linear up to a yeah. certain point. I mean, it's not GCN anymore. So who knows? So yeah, I, I mean, it's a different rule book now, I guess. So, I mean, I, what I've been told is that it's going to scale. One person said they have a slide deck they can't share, but um, this is a, tr- a person I trust a lot though. So mm-hmm. uh, that it really is going to scale efficiently more than people think like much, much, much more. That you got anyone here who's like, it's going to use 300 watts. It's not. There's a reason they waited to release it. <laughs> They're using a better process. They fixed a few things that they believe are causing, you know, leakage. Like mm-hmm. this is going to scale to say at least 64. It's not going to go over 300 watts. And I keep seeing that. I, I just can't get over how dumb that is, right? <laughs> like I keep seeing that on Reddit. Just like, well, wait a second. If the 5700 XT uses... Uh, 225 watts, 72 means that it will be 450 watts. Well, I guess they could. And then he like starts talking about how they'll cool it like for a paragraph. And I'm like, guys, stop there. It's not going to use 450 <laughs> watts. Because yeah, this is a different die. That I mean, this is a different, uh, yeah, this is a different full die than what we've has been released with Navi 10. It's correct? still yeah. RDNA 1.0, but yes. It's, Gonna, it's almost going to be like a 1.25, 1.5. Like they are, they are fixing issues it had. And I mean, yeah, it, what else, what else can I say? I mean, like what, look at, uh, go look at the, uh, 7,000 series or the R9 200 series and like how, like some of those cards use 200 Watts and then a card with double the die size is only 50% more energy usage or something like this is ridiculous guys. Yeah. Like that's not, uh, that's not unprecedented that, <laughs> that, uh, adding more cores it's it's not like it just linearly increases how much power it's using at a, in all contexts like we've seen this before <laughs> yeah well at least that's not what navi was built to do gcn ran into that problem at a certain point and yeah that's because that's what gcn was like, <laughs> it was not meant to scale that long but they had to use it forever yeah and they were using that for like seven years so <laughs> but yeah i guess that's all i can say is the 256 bit thing makes us just to do a boatload of sense I mean, they're going to use eight gigabytes of GDR6 on the 5500 XT, and that is a 128-bit bus. So anyone who's like, yeah. you know, they can't get enough bandwidth or enough RAM, no, they have GDR6 out now that's almost 50% faster than what's <laughs> in Turing cards, which there you go. That's the same bandwidth as a 384-bit bus, except now they're not wasting energy. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which yeah. is something to be concerned about. I mean, I, look, I think they fixed the scaling issue, but it's very clear Navi used a bit more energy than they thought it would at first. So that is a yeah. cons- the thing they need to consider. Anyways, though, I think uh, there'll be more to come out about this, but let's move on. Also, 5300 XT, 5500 XT. Based on the specs, and there were some r- leaked... Uh, there were uh, so I got sent information about the 5500 XT from the first source, which I nailed before it was so. <laughs> my video came out a day before video cards confirmed the specs. I fucking nailed it. <laughs> yeah, and you had to do that fun like I made this before. <laughs> uh, I uh, when I showed the chart in my Navi 12 follow up video, I just paused for a second. Oh, by the way, hey, did you see that I didn't talk about the 5500 XT? That's because video cards just confirmed all of the specs I said were correct. <laughs> so. That was from the original source, already confirmed by leaked specs for that were correct. And I don't get everything right, but uh, it's just like I, just, like, I just find it hilarious how they're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And it's like, okay, well, they already confirmed half of my original re- leak is correct. But yes, sure, it's yeah. going to be the whole thing. 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they already showed the 5500 XT was almost a 1660 Ti. Uh, that's what it looked like to me, like tr- trying to compare rumored specs to things we well, already the 1660 know. 1660 Ti wasn't on it. And that was the mobile yeah. version of the 5500 that leaked. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty much guaranteed 5500 XT is going to be a 1660, except eight gigabytes and probably. Yeah, but um, is there a chance it might be four gigabytes or is, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I'm saying maybe they have a four gigabyte and an eight gigabyte version as well. Oh, no, I, I assume there'll be a four gigabyte. What I would hope yeah. they would do, or, or just a slightly cut, oh, no, just, you know, don't cut it down. Leave it. Give us the same <laughs> amount of cores. And then a four gigabyte version for like 180. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. And there you go. You got a Vega 56 performance except four gigabytes for like 180 bucks. That's a pretty good deal for 1080p gamers. Yeah. And four gigabytes is fine for. And once you get into these lower end GPUs, they seem to, AMD seems to like doing that to a degree, just like sub release a four gigabyte version and save 30 bucks or something on it. Yeah. I mean, which if you're in 1080p, I don't think. I've seen people like talk about you needing more RAM here and there. I think anything, anything above two hundred dollars, you should have eight gigabytes. And, yeah. and I do mean eight, not seven, not six, <laughs> not this ridiculous ten sixty five gigabyte that released. I mean eight because that's what games are built around eight gigabytes. And once you go below that, though, if you're in ten eighty p, I don't think four gigabytes is going to not work in ten eighty p forever. And, and in fact, what I'll say is when I look at games in ten eighty p the texture quality almost saturates at four gigabytes. Like, yeah. like when I had the Fury Nitro, I had to turn down textures every now and then, and I couldn't really tell the difference between them. Well, and, and on a lot I of games... I can in 4K. I can easily tell the difference between, frankly, the biggest textures you can give me in 4K. Yeah, I mean, and I know in like 1080p, a lot of like the ultra versus high textures, it's like the difference is they make a few of these a few like texture assets like a little bit 3D and that's all they really do. <laughs> yeah. So if you're gaming in 1080p, that's just kind of a thing Probably I a say. good choice. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about four gigabyte. I mean, yeah. It, 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 I, look, in a couple of years when the PS5 comes out, yeah, you're going to have to turn the textures down to low in 1080p. But it, remember, but it, low in 1080p is going to look like what high used to. Yeah, low in 1080p two years from now is going to look good by today's standards. <laughs> yeah, so don't worry about it. Try not to sweat the small stuff. (laughs) All right, number four. In response, NVIDIA is preparing the 1660 Super and the 1650 Ti. 1660 Super looks hilarious to me. I mean... It's like, it is a 1660 Ti. Yeah, I I looked at it. Um, It looks like it might be barely stronger to barely weaker based on what I'm reading. I don't know. Yeah, that was the funny thing too, is it almost looked like it might be Better than the 1660 Ti. Um, based on what I was reading, it looked like it had what was it? It looked Fa- like its core is like faster 10, memory, right? Yeah, like twenty percent faster memory, ten percent slower core. Uh, so, which I want to touch on that, by the way. Uh, so yeah, yeah, just to be clear, the 1660 Ti, 1536, I believe, oh, yeah, yeah. CUDA cores. 1.2 gigabit per second, which it is gigabit because they use multiple chips. It's gigabit. People in the comments, this fucking idiot doesn't even know the difference between a byte and a bit. Nope, you don't. <laughs> if it's a capital B, it's byte. If it's a lowercase b, it's bit. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> you know how many people attack me in the YouTube comments for my illiteracy when they are the ones that actually don't understand it? And it's just the arrogance of just like, I hope this guy doesn't even know what a gigabit is when he's the one who messed it up. <laughs> like, the well actually of a an uneducated person. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. All the smart ones went to our Discord. <laughs> no way, which is what I'm saying, basically, right? If you don't support me and Dan on Patreon, you can't possibly be smart. <laughs> I'm worried, though. I think some people just don't get when we're joking. I don't actually mean that, guys. It's like, come on. But yeah, but, so it's 1660 Ti, 1536 cores, 6 gigabytes, 12 gigabit per second. And the 1660 Super is 1408 cores and 14 gigabits per second. Yeah, so what that means, <laughs> what that is, means then is the RAM is 15% faster, but it has 10% less cores, not even 10%? Wait. Yeah, 9%. not even. Yeah. Yeah, so I think this will be the same performance as the 1660 Ti straight up. And if that's true, actually, they might just discontinue the 1660 Ti then. Well, it seems like that's generally what they're doing is they introduce the Super and then they eliminate one of their cards, right? Which I, yeah, which I wonder if they'll make a 1660 Ti Super or if they will just discontinue both and do only use the 1660 Ti on laptops, which is something that people forget is it's like, well, what are they going to do with the, you know, it's like, well, they're going to put those in laptops now. Like 2070s are still sold in laptops. But yeah, this whole thing is, I mean, I think I said that before. It's just confusing why they're doing their lineup like this. Just call it a new, give it a new line. Like make this the 26 DC. Well, that's confusing too. I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, and you know what? I want to, oh yeah, I want to touch on this too. I really, I have nothing to say about the 1650 Ti. What a bag of shit. I have nothing to say <laughs> about the 1650 cards. Nothing. Okay. Like I have nothing to say about the 1650 cards. They're the dumbest cards I've ever seen in my life. In my, in my hardware ranking chart, some people got mad where I put the 1650. It's like, no, I'm putting it below the 570 because when I look at every benchmark, the 570 is always getting about 60 frames, 1080p ultra, which, hello, that should be the minimum now when you're gaming. 1080p yes. is easy to run. The PS4 Pro is running Borderlands at like 1440p, 60 you're weaker than a PS4 Pro if you can't at least do Ultra in 1080p <laughs> at 60 frames. It's like, what a joke. But um, and the, and the 1650 was always getting about 50 frames. So I'm like, so I'm going to tell you guys. It's, it's a weaker it's, card. It's not a 1080p Ultra gaming. And that tier with the 570 in it, that's for maxing out 1080p 60. 1650 can't do that. It's for morons. It goes down here. <laughs> it goes down in the stupid pit. So, it's, uh, God, I hate the 50 Ti series. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so, okay. One thing I want to say that I've just thought of here is why would they go with 14 gigabit per second on the 1660 Super? Probably because it's cheaper. Like, GDR6 is old, guys. And that, this is something I, I just hit me right now. The people going, well, at least they're putting more expensive memory in the uh, Super cards. It might not be more expensive. I think they're just phasing out like 1.2. That's barely faster than GDR5X. Yeah, that's true. And what? How old is GDR6 now? GDDR6 now? It's like, it's two or three years old now, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Like, guys, they're putting it faster stuff in these cards because it's cheaper to put the faster stuff in. Like, that's how stingy (laughs) NVIDIA is. (laughs) <laughs> so that's probably what's going on too. They're just like, well, 
We'll put GDR6, and it's actually the same price to go with the faster RAM now, so we might as well. And then just phase out the 1660 Ti to only be in laptops. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yeah. But uh, anyways, let's move on. Uh, Queen Bean 5G writes in, Hey, Tom, what are your thoughts on Ampere and the latest leaks? And did you see this? This was one I added in at the last minute. Um, yeah, I did. I didn't have too much time to read about it, but... <laughs> well, there wasn't much in there, was there? No. So, to summarize, WCCF Tech has an article that talks about Ampere coming out early 2020 on Samsung 7 nanometer EUV. And I gotta say, I did do some digging last night before I went to bed on this. I don't, I don't think it makes sense. You don't think it makes sense? Hmm. Wait, you don't think the leak makes sense? Or you don't no, think the idea I don't. makes sense? No, it doesn't huh. make any sense. What else is being made on their 7 nanometer right now? You think the first card they make is high-end graphics cards, guys? You have a point. <laughs> Are you kidding me? TSMC announced they had 10 people making smartphone chips on their 7 nanometer a while ago. And their yeah. EUV. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and most of the credibility, they just say, it, the WCCF article just discusses how much they trust the source of the leak. Which I'm not saying the guy's bad. I'm not saying he's always wrong, but that's a lot of why, like, oh, well, we yeah, really I, trust Igor's lab. I want to say this about uh, WCCF Tech. They, why did they just report on SMT4 a week ago and then report a week later? Never mind <laughs> for Zen 3. Like, how stupid do they look? Well, I mean, they're admitted to be a rumor website, so... Yeah, but the rumors about SMT4 came out from me and Adored months ago. Months ago, ago yeah. And I, then a yeah. week ago, they just go, oh, by the way, now we're reporting SMT4. And then a week later, never mind. Like, what a <laughs> bunch of drooling idiots. I'm serious. What a bunch of idiots. Like, what are they doing? That SMT4 rumor wasn't new. They Maybe they just did it to fill time. And then they just said, never mind. <laughs> their ability to vet information is see here's the thing about WCCF tech I really think they get good info but I think they are it, wholly inept at interpreting it usually they try to start their articles off with like how much they trust it and maybe that's just a lack of them interpreting what the data I mean what the leaks they're getting mean and they're like so we don't know how much to trust this one we don't know how much to trust SMT4 five months later it's true a week later. No, it's not. Nope. <laughs> hey, guys, did you know we don't know what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, seems like they might not. Yeah, so, but I want to be clear. I don't know. Could there be a, do I, you know what, here's what I'm going to say. Do I think we're going to go from having zero Ampere rumors to having an Ampere card come out in like five months? No, I don't. Like, I don't. Yeah, the rumor mill seems to be pretty far ahead of when actual products release right now, so. So I'm not saying it's impossible. I certainly think there could be something. That's the one thing I'll say, though, is do I think there's going to be a full lineup? I'm like 90% sure no. Do I mm -hmm. think there could be one Titan card, even if it's a 104 die, which wouldn't that be funny? If they launch <laughs> a 104 die as a Titan card, I think we're all waiting for it. Uh, yep. Yeah, 2021, I'm sure that might happen. <laughs> Like uh, if AMD doesn't hammer them. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I I think there could be. I want to be clear about that. I think there could be some seven nanometer ampere launch, but I'm not so sure it's a lineup. I think it could be just Titan Ampere. And it's, you know, 50% stronger than what we have now, or maybe just 30%, but then, you know, then they can charge $4,000 for it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really think this is something to be skeptical about. Um, I just, I don't, I just, and I swore I just read that they pushed back their production. I don't know. I, I really Samsung think. pushed back their yeah, production? Yeah, this just, I just. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess now that I look more into it, you're probably right, like. Well, you know what, though? I guess it does say first half. So I guess if you were to tell me it's coming out in July and then they're going to start production on it end of quarter one, I guess I could maybe see that happening. By then, AMD will also be on 7 nanometer EUV with TSMC. Yeah, we don't need to dwell on this much longer. The one thing I would say about this is I thought it was hilarious at the end. Again, they're just bad at interpreting info. So again, again, I just shit on them, but... Um, I, I'm just really skeptical about this. Uh, I, I guess that's what I would say. I would not take this as being ready. And remember, remember what they said about Navi. Remember what they said about Navi. Remember how we heard, "Oh, it's coming out quarter two, 2019." Oh, it's coming out. Yeah. Like that got pushed back several quarters, and that's yeah. just kind of how I see this. And I've seen a lot of other people who work in the industry saying the same thing on Twitter and stuff to each other. Like, this doesn't make any sense. We'll see. We will see. I think they want to get it out as soon as possible, though, because they know AMD is going to crush them in about a few months. Well, obviously, they're releasing all of these weird cards all the time <laughs> with weird names. They're worried, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one, yeah, the last thing I'll add is I thought it was hilarious how WCCF at the end, their speculation part, like, why would they be going with Samsung? And they just couldn't figure it out for two paragraphs. And I'm like... <laughs> and then and then it ends with Samsung is the logical partner. <laughs> <laughs> Samsung isn't the logical partner. They're the only partner left that they haven't burned a bridge with. <laughs> and AMD has bought up all their capacity. And, every, and people will go, well, NVIDIA can buy. No, they can't. Because TSMC makes money off of what they're manufacturing. Nothing is making more money per millimeter squared at TSMC right now than Zen 2. <laughs> Yeah. So AMD can, in fact, afford to pay way more for that capacity than NVIDIA can. And Samsung's known to have nodes that are good, but not as good as TSMC. So if NVIDIA is going with Samsung, it's not because they're getting the best. It's because they have to. And also they're ridiculed. Because they're being forced off. Yeah, they're being forced out of TSMC. It's the, there's been rumors of that for a while, that TSMC is tired of dealing with these people. And... Then again, Samsung's reticle limit is a ma mass of 858 millimeters squared, which is what NVIDIA needs. Yeah, because they're making big shit. <laughs> okay, so me and Dan actually just got back from a break. You guys probably didn't hear that because it was edited out, but it sounds like room service wants to kick me out of here. <laughs> so, <laughs> because I do have to go, I might visit the botanical gardens this afternoon mm. before flying out too. So, we got to move at a faster clip here. So, Dr. Forbin writes in, just like you can if you support us on Patreon, and he says, YouTube stinks. I hate shortening stuff. I had an observation about RTX introduction. The reviewer saw it, and he asked, why no 4K at high frame rates? Jensen's reply was that it has ray tracing, though. This is why desktop is stagnant for gaming. I mean, yeah, I agree. When I see people <laughs> saying, I love my ray tracing for control, it's just like, yeah, because I definitely want to play games at 30 frames per second or... A, a stuttery 60 and 1080p. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how much I have to add to this. I like the sentiment a lot, though. <laughs> yeah. 
It's oh, just stay at 1080p. Well, that's what NVIDIA wants. Yeah. And and they need to fix their memory compression and bandwidth before it's too late, right? I think that's one reason they don't want 4K HDR until two years from now is because look at Pascal, it lost 20% performance and it's exposing the nerfing. There was an analysis of Turing, uh, I think at Tech Yes City, which is a good channel I recommend, by the way, guys. And he he did it. He went pixel by pixel. He's like, yeah, even with Turing, like there's parts <laughs> of the, there's like this license plate looks blurry and it's because they're saving space. Yeah. So they need to fix that. They need to fi- fix their bandwidth situation before they can get rid of that stuff. And if it happens at the wrong time, it's just, well, I don't know. Just, I think next-gen consoles will make them look ridiculous. Yeah. A new generation of consoles usually thrusts PC gaming forward a little bit or tries to. But <laughs> certainly hope so. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Number six, the 9900KS is coming out for $600. And so is the R9300 non X, probably for $450. Uh, are you trying to draw some like comparison and similar uh, <laughs> power to them or something like that? <laughs> I mean, if you want 9900 performance in gaming, go buy the $200 3600. <laughs> <laughs> like well, that's like within 5%. Then you won't get the experience of throttling, though, and everybody loves throttling. <laughs> yeah. TDP, 200 watt. Hey, I have merch, guys. 200 watts of coffee. Don't worry. 95 watt TDP is what it <laughs> says on the coffee mug, which is how many wattages of heat are in a cup of coffee, by the way. So I put thought into that one. But uh, yeah, the 9900KS. Did you look at the specs for this? It's like the same specs. Uh. I- I, I'm I think we talked about that before, though. Yeah, we have, and I'm confused about what the why they're releasing like three different SKUs of the 9900. Like, I don't know because that's what, all they can make. I, it, yeah, they need to release something. So they're just it'd be like uh, get ready. By the way, if the 5900 XT with like 16 gigabytes of GDR6 crushes the 2080 Ti and the Titan, get ready for three versions of the Titan or something. Like, it, they, they're gonna have to do something. Yeah, because what? That so this is the six hundred dollar throttle version, and then they're releasing the I don't remember the price, the more expensive non throttle version of the ninety nine hundred, though, right? That's basically what yeah, it is. yeah. <laughs> and then the R nine thirty nine hundred, that type of stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's exciting. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I, I mean, I will consider some of these non X um, processors like. Like a non-X of the 16 core, if it actually was like 95 watts instead of 105, so I could put it in my small case and it was maybe, mm-hmm. if it was 600 instead of 750, I'm all over it. I don't need yeah. that high boost clock. Like it's not that necessary for what I use it for anymore. And frankly, seeing the four gigahertz, the lowest clock Zen 2s maintain like 160 frames per second, it's fine. I'm not going above <laughs> 144, guys. Yeah. I'd rather have the multi-threading now. Yeah, and I feel like for most people, like the level of performance you might want to go for is probably something closer to the 3600 anyways, so. Yeah. Well. It's what I'm eyeing. (laughs) Anyways, so that brings us to number seven, uh, which I don't think I want to spend almost any time on, but because more info came out about other stuff. But Intel's Ice Lake, there was a leak, and we know Ice Lake, uh, uh, stronger Ice Lake's coming out that's stronger than the MX250. It's about goddamn time, by the way. I mean, yeah, it's exciting to see Intel, Intel's graphics performance get better than it was. But given the fact that they're releasing dedicated GPUs, that's not a surprise, right? 
No, and I've actually received a leak about dedicated Intel GPUs, by the way, guys. <laughs> um, I think they'll be pretty good, but I, I just got to say, I'm just really not that impressed with Ice Lake. I remember my original Ice Lake analysis, I was looking at it and I'm like, they're like, look, though, it's twice as powerful as Skylake's integrated. And I'm like, Skylake's integrated graphics are from 2015. <laughs> Who cares? It's not like some huge quantum leap, but <laughs> it's better than what they've been doing. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> also, the MX250 uses 8 watts. Like, am I impressed a 25-watt APU can beat an 8-watt graphics card? Not really. Like, it should. You need more energy. <sighs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. That brings us to number eight, the Surface announcements. So I'm guessing you read up on this a lot. I only read enough to make that video before I left for this business trip. Like, what do, what do you think of all the stuff Microsoft announced? I mean, I do kind of like the... I do think it's kind of funny that Microsoft is just, okay, so... It's just like, no, okay, so none of these OEMs are producing like these awesome high-end things. So <laughs> we're just going to make the best laptops now. <laughs> At least that's what yeah. it looks like to me. Like, well, I mean, when I saw the initial Surface announcements years ago, the original Surface um, book too, I mean, right? Not, not the original Surface with the kickstand, but that Surface book that was crazy expensive. The first laptop, right? Yeah. When I saw that for like $4,000, I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. If they, maybe that is how you beat Apple. You don't make it cheaper. You make it more expensive <laughs> so that people think yours is the more high-end one. Because that's clearly what these people are doing. These are the people who just spend thousands on a laptop because they're rich. I mean, yeah. And most of what these laptops are doing, like, I guess I'm being a little vague, but like the high-end looks really good. And their, uh, what is it? The Surface Neo? The Surface Neo looks really cool, too. <laughs> yeah, and I want to be clear. I do like the Surface laptops. I know people say they're overpriced, but it's like, well, I mean, they're also incredible battery life designs. They're, they're yeah. usually well, hybrid laptops. Like, if you want the best, this is what it costs, guys. Yeah, they're bad. And, and, I, and by the way, I don't want to hear this ridiculousness. Oh, yeah, but this one has a Vega 56 and an R7, R9, <laughs> you know, uh, an 8-core AMD 1700X. This is the better one. No, it's not. It's not a laptop. Yeah, it's a desktop that's put into a... Laptop shape. <laughs> that's put into a 10-pound chassis that looks kind of like a laptop. Kind of. Not like any laptop I want. Um, <laughs> but it's like, no, they're making portable laptops that are significantly more powerful than most of them. Yeah. And have really, really nice screens. Yeah, these all, uh, I mean, yeah, the entire Surface lineup looks really great, in my opinion. But I, I wasn't really asking what you thought of if they look nice. I was asking, what do you think about the CPUs they're using? There's a huge adoption of ARM like, coming in here. This is this big push to get people to buy ARM versions of the laptop, powerful ARM versions. They're mm -hmm. using Ice Lake everywhere. Lakefield, Lakefield and a microsurface. I didn't read too much about the ARM thing, but I did read about the Lakefield hybrid APUs. And yeah, you put a note, those look sick to me. I think those look sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, this is, I, I thought the Lakefield presentation at Hot Chips was really impressive. That was something where I was like, yeah, I, I could really see that. It, well, have to wait though. Same with the ARM ones. The reason I don't have much to say about ARM either, actually. Uh, I was hoping you did, because I don't, uh, <laughs> by the way, is just because let's just wait and see how good they are. You know, 
Let's just see. Yeah, I mean, they've never I have nothing really... to say about ARM CPUs. They always show these impressive benchmarks, and it's like, yeah, well, that benchmark isn't the application I'm using. Yeah, and ARM has never really been put into this whole PC space, so um, we need to see how they perform in the real world to really give a good assessment of how good ARM CPUs are. <laughs> you know, I know we hype up ARM, and I think their graphics cards may be interesting. I have no information about if they will be, but I hope. I, I think Arm's in a bit of a pickle here. Cortex said this to me too. He brings up like, I mean, me and him were talking about Risk V the other day. Risk V is the future, probably, of extrusion sets. So I don't know how important Times 86 is going to be. But either way, Intel and AMD have the money to really push into Risk V as soon as they need to. At least AMD will. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're already looking at it. And ARM was supposed to be the alternative instruction set. Do you remember? Everyone was talking about ARM, 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 but it never got the adoption outside of smartphones that they wanted. And now Risk V is coming. <laughs> I actually think Risk V is a bigger threat to ARM than it is to AMD or Intel. I don't know. I guess I've never really thought of that. Yeah, that's that's for another discussion. I just <laughs> I, I want to point that out. If the ARM version of this Surface doesn't sell well, I. I'm not sure I care anymore about ARM entering times 86 because I'm not sure how much longer times 86 is going to matter. Yeah, and I mean, I guess if they've been focusing all of their energy on getting into times 86, maybe they just haven't spent enough time trying to get into another instruction set, which... That's going to replace all of it anyways. Which would, you would think would inevitably come at some point, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so, and then the other thing we need to talk about is this custom AMD APU. Lakefield looks cool. So, you know, not that that is cool from Intel, but AMD's yeah. custom APU is a huge deal. I'm actually continually blown away how this isn't the front page of every tech website. Like this is a custom designed APU going into a laptop. Do you guys get what that means? They're going to keep doing this. We were talking about that a couple days ago. Like, um, it, it it kind of just makes sense that AMD would go towards this, like. Most of their manufacturing is towards all these uh, Xbox One and PS4s. Like these are all custom chips. Like why wouldn't AMD start make, make start making custom chips with OEMs, right? <laughs> yeah, and this is going to open the door to so many new types of custom products. I wouldn't you just love it if like HP com- commissioned one for their Envy lineup, and they're like, you know what we want? We don't want eight cores. We want six cores, and instead, we want a Vega 18 graphics card, not a Vega 11. Can you do that? And then AMD's like, yeah, well, all right, we'll get rid of two cores, we'll make the graphics card stronger. Like this t- And then another person says, can you put HBM on there and just make it a quad core? Like this, There's so many different things. This is, and, and did people go, I saw a lot of people going, well, that's not going to be worth it. Yes, it is. They sell even <laughs> a few million units, this is worth it. They sell, these are high-margin laptops. This is totally worth it. Yeah, I, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't cost AMD that much to rearrange the stuff and manufacture the thing. And they'll probably use it in other stuff. And remember, AMD reserves the rights to use this APU design in other stuff. So, so, you know, Microsoft gets it first. Well, then they might just release this APU on desktop, which, by the way, I think there's a decent chance this comes out as a desktop APU, the less efficient hmm. yields. It'll be awesome. It'll be an APU. And again, like this is a 12 nanometer APU that's beating 10 nanometer ice. Like I just want to throw that out there too, guys. Like, so, so there you go. 12 nanometer FinFET. All they had to do is make a stronger version. Yeah. I mean, and you say like the, the lower yield, the lower end yields they might just release to consumers. I mean, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, people do have to acknowledge that like the 
custom PC hardware space, that is, we're mostly being thrown the scraps of these better it's, business yeah, deals. We are. <laughs> so yeah. it's not like they're designing any of these things for Radi- us. <laughs> Radeon 7 was an afterthought of an afterthought. They built that for you know the professional market for dense servers of AI research and stuff. And that's where they made the money. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and for, uh, you know, of course, for Stadia. And then they yeah, recoup some of the costs by giving that technology to us. <laughs> I don't know if they recouped anything on Radeon 7. I think they just had to release <laughs> it. But yeah, most of these, that's true. They can just use the worst yields for gamers and make as many as they need. And if they have too many that aren't good yields, eh, give it to the gamers. We'll just make a 20% profit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Let, let's moving on to number thing. nine. Uh, 18 core HEDT Intel for $980. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is influenced a lot by that video you put out, which I thought was really good, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. It's like, it's some people got mad at me, but it's just like, look, it's worse than the 3950X, this $980 18 core. It's going to be weaker. Uses yeah, the, 50% more energy. This should be 500 bucks at max. Yeah, and the 3950X is speculated to be, what, $750, right? Yeah. So No, it's not speculated. It's confirmed. Oh, confirmed. Okay. So Intel is moving in a good direction by literally having the price of these products. Still too much. Still twice as much as it should be. Uh, yeah, they're moving in a good direction, but yeah, it's overpriced. And even if you want to push back on it, it should be half as much. Well, this shouldn't be over $600. <laughs> Definitely. And the funny thing, too, is I saw someone say, well, I guess your math makes sense. But I got to be honest, if it was that cheap, I'd be getting Intel over AMD. I'm like, okay, have fucking fun. Have well, fucking fun. Because it that- has weaker single port. There's, there's something people don't get. Per core, Intel is substantially weaker than AMD right now. They have higher single... They have higher one thread performance when one core mm-hmm. boosts, but their hyper-threading is significantly less efficient at distributing information than AMD, uh, or than divvying up uh, resources than AMDs are. The more cores you add, the worse Intel is. They don't have any per-core advantage. They just have one thread can run things well on one line of code. But it is wholly inferior per-core. Per-core, it is wholly inferior. And until it throttles, which I th- <laughs> we've said that a lot this episode. Which, but. which we know that their HEDT lineup needs 350 watt cooling. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, and, when would I get this? I, I would get this at that, 300 bucks. That's when I'll get it. Also, that comment you mentioned was pretty telling. Like, if Intel would do this, I would honestly be getting the Intel thing. Yeah, that's the point, <laughs> right? Like, you, they, need a, they need to drop prices. The, the 9900K... Should be below. Should be three hundred. The ninety seven hundred K should be two hundred to compete with the thirty six hundred. Like this is where they need to be at. And guys, the new Threadripper isn't even out yet. That I saw someone in my Discord say, "I just hope it keeps pressure on AMD." And then most people said, "I don't think this is much pressure." <laughs> and I agree. It's a little pressure, I guess, because like Intel's attempting to be semi competitive, but. They're attempting to be semi-competitive. Well, this makes me excited because I do think it might make AMD keep the 24 core at 9.99, and I know people who will yeah. go, "That's way too cheap." No, it's not. Uh, the 3900X is $500. They're doubling the cores now; it's a thousand. The 1800X was eight cores; it was $500. Then this 1950X Threadripper had 16; it was a thousand. Yeah, and I think 
I think what Zen 2 is doing is it's pushing a seismic shift in like all CPU. These premiums for core BS that should have never it, existed. Yeah, it's like why were all why was Intel selling these things these CPUs for so much for so long? Like it, it, it's just saying we could have done this for cheaper. Like I I, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Dan, I don't have much time left here. Uh, I'm doubting I have more than five minutes. Uh, so I'm going to skip some of this stuff. One thing I will add is there's a new micro. Let me just run through myself here, and you just chime in quick if you want to. So number 10, new micro code update coming. Zen 2 is going to get more performance again. I would guess a few percentage points, but you never know. And, and that's something I just want to point out that, guys, Zen 2 is new. Intel has the benefit of having the dominant architecture for desktop for a decade. Everything's programmed around them. Their performance is only going to get worse moving forward with security patches. Zen's going to get better. I don't think it's going to age like GCN, but I mean, another 10%, it could. Yeah, I, mean, I just really think people are going to be looking at like Zen 3 benchmarks in a year, and they're going to look at these old Intel chips, and they're going to go, why was anyone buying the 9900K? And it's like, well, that was before it got nerfed 100 times. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll quickly point out like, when GCN was first introduced, like I think it was like a twenty or thirty percent ultimate performance gain between the beginning and end of the seven thousand series of graphics cards. So this is a new architecture. Uh, performance gains should be expected. Yeah, and that let's move on from there. So Bullethead writes in and he says it seems like CPU GPU cooling tech has stalled out in the past few years, and now we have products like kinetic coolers. So for those who don't know, the kinetic cooler is like a combination heat sink fan. It looked really cool. Did you at least look at that, Dan? Um, no, I haven't seen that much about it, but yeah. Okay, so don't dwell on it, Dan. I don't have much time. You need to talk faster. Um, yeah, uh, it's cool, and I agree. I've talked about this a million <laughs> times. All right, number 11 and 12 are combined, really. The 5700 was 290, and I tweeted, very popular tweet, okay, the 5700 is 290 new at Best Buy right now. No one complain about Navi prices if you don't buy this. It's over. It's over. It's under 300. This is an RTX 2070. This is a truly high-end card, I believe. Or, you know, upper mid-range yeah. card for under $300. I mean, do you agree? That's a good deal. Yeah, buy it. So buy shut it. up. <laughs> if you want it. It's not free. And that was, a, I believe, the original launch price was going to be 280 or so-ish, 250 and then the other one was going to be like 330 So there it is. It's at the original launch price. And by the way, guys, this is what I said. I said it was going to go down in price over time. They just want to make NVIDIA play ball. They're making NVIDIA play ball. They're going to cash in for every cent they can and make NVIDIA lower their prices too. And uh, That's yeah. what they're doing. It, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. Number 12 is the 2700X was $200. Which I just want to, just like the RX 590 came out less than a year ago and was the same price as this 5700, half the performance. And I think people need to stop complaining about prices. R, the RX, the R9, oops, yeah, the R7 2700X, that eight core CPU is as strong as an eight core Broadwell E from four years ago that was $1,000. We have five times the price performance in PCs right now, guys. Prices are not bad anymore. Uh, I think I'm done. I think prices aren't bad. Yeah, and I, if you're trying to look at the best price performance, like some of what AMD is doing right now, like these older generations are the might be the best option for you. Because I mean, 
Yeah, I, I, I think it should be cheaper though. I would still get the thirty six hundred if you're if you're predominantly gaming. Yeah, I, I, I'm weighing the options, and it's when I get ultimately what if it's one fifty though. I think twenty seven hundred X cheaper motherboard. I mean, yeah, come I on. Mean, ultimately, when I buy a new thing, it's just going to be what can I get the best price on? Yeah. And I've been tipped off, by the way, from some people in the server market that they really feel like even Zen 1 and Plus chiplets are starting to become expensive. Mm. Like Zen 1 Threadrippers, I mean, I'm sorry, Epic chips are starting to become expensive because people are buying those up too. Guys, I think this fall is the time to build. I really do. I think this is going to be just like 2016, like the calm before the storm, before prices skyrocket again. It seems like everything's coming down in price quickly. Once that 5900 XT comes out, once Threadripper's out, I'm building. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure now. I think Zen 3 is going to be, Zen 3 will be about 50% better. I don't think it's going to be twice as good anymore. I think, I think it's going to be 20 to 50% better. I think it's going to be 20% more performance for like, well, maybe half the power usage. I don't know. It might be twice as good. But in terms of ultimate gaming performance, I don't think you need to wait for Zen 3. But I think I always said that. I always said Zen 3 is as big a deal as Zen 2, but not for gaming. Uh, no, you have always said that. Like Zen 3 is a big, it might be a big step, stepping stone, but... Uh, don't feel bad if you got Zen 2. <laughs> yeah. All right. And that brings us to the final thing here before the maid kicks me out. <laughs> Number 13, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming to PC in a month? Um, I mean, all I'll say is if you don't own a console and you haven't gotten Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, get Red Dead Redemption 2. It's one of the best games I've ever played. I, I, I wasn't sure this was ever coming to PC, were you? Uh, yeah, I mean, they have a really weird record of what games they bring to PC. It's just like, I mean, the first one, yeah, never, the first did. one never did. It seems like they bring all GTA games to PC, but if it's not a GTA game, it's heads or tails if it will come to PC. I want to say, don't worry about if it's a good port too much. I don't think it could be bad because they do a pretty good job with GTA five, even if it was biased towards Intel performance. Like, this is a game you guys have to play. This is a game you guys have to play. Yeah, it's like one of those games that kind of changes your perspective on what a game can be, I think. Like, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's it redefined. I was, I'm burnt out from open world games. And this game, this is when you go, okay, so no, open world games still got some stuff in them. This is, this is for me like The Last of Us or... Metal Gear Solid 3. This is one of those games where you play it and you go, I didn't know a game could be this good. Like you almost start tearing up. Like I didn't know this was possible. Yeah. And I know we're rushing this a little bit, but it's just, it, 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 <laughs> there is something about this game. Well, well, let me cut you off then. Cause I am rushing this. <laughs> um, and I'm not cutting off Dan guys. <laughs> I, I'm rushed right now. Someone's trying to get me on my room right now. Um, what I'll say is, I want to kind of do an episode on this. I'm not even sure if it would be a die shrink. It might be a main one. You know, this is supposed to be a PC hardware and gaming and gaming podcast. You guys obviously allow us to talk about games off subject, but I feel like we almost only talk about PC hardware, except for in that one die shrink episode. So I, I, let us know. I really want you to let us know in the comments, anyone still listening this far. You know, let me and Dan know if you would like that. Because I think, you know, maybe we'll do one for Cyberpunk for you guys too. Like maybe, the problem is there just haven't been a lot of big PC game releases this year. It's just all been console. And I just play games. I just play good games. 
And if you, and that's what you guys should be doing too. But so this is a big release. I think this is a huge release. And so let us know if yeah. you'd like us to do that. I'll probably do a vote on it too. If you love games and that's what, what you're here for. I mean, I there, hope so. You're buying great. There's a cards. lot of games I love that I would love to talk about that <laughs> have influenced me. Yeah, like, and, 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 we'll, and if Cyberpunk gets good reviews, which I'm pretty sure it will. It looks, it looks um, really good. <laughs> like, me and Dan will get it. We'll play it for a week, and then we'll do a spoiler cast on it. Kind of like what, uh, yeah. you know, Sacred Symbols does. Like, I mean, this is, I think we should be celebrating big gaming releases on PC again. Because there just haven't been yeah. any lately. It's just all been wrapped up in buying $2,000 graphics cards to play no games. And when there's a big game like this, we should celebrate because that's why you're building a gaming PC. Yeah, it's ultimately like, I, I, hope. I don't know how much initially I wanted to get Cyberpunk, but it looks like it's probably a really, really good game. So <laughs> if you want to hear me talk about it, I would love to play it. <laughs> and, the, and the last thing I will say is, uh, I've talked to Dan about this. I saw this in the Discord. People were talking about Crisis 2, which for me is, an ag- and I like this term, aggressively mediocre, <laughs> like trying to be mediocre. And in fact, people were talking about the water scenes where enemies were jumping through water and stuff. And I'm like, guys, that's just ripped out of the Chicago scenes in Resistance 2. <laughs> you remember yeah. that, Dan? There was nothing original in Crisis 2, guys, like nothing. And they were like, well, I thought it was one of the best shooters of that year. Most people agreed it wasn't the best game made, but it was good. And I looked at it and I'm like, guys, Resistance 3 came out. Killzone 3 came out that year. Even Bulletstorm did, which I think is better because I play games to be fun, (laughs) not for the graphics. And it's just like, and then everyone, of course, oh, that was on PlayStation. I game on PC. And it's like, well, then you're missing the best games. And I just want to make sure, whether it's on Xbox, Nintendo, PlayStation, I really hope you guys who spend $3,000 on a gaming PC aren't afraid to throw a few hundred dollars to play the best games of the year on PlayStation. The people that spend several thousand dollars on their gaming PCs, I hope you're not afraid to enjoy that PC you bought. (laughs) And, And I would say the same thing of people on console. I mean, for God's sakes, there's some good RTSs out there. I hope you're playing some of them. It's just, guys, don't forget. You probably just want to play good games. I just really got to stress that. I really got to stress if you haven't played Killzone or Heavy Rain or the or my. I just honestly, I'll get mad if I talk about people <laughs> who haven't played The Last of Us. Is that like changed my life? It'd be like telling me Half Life Two. You don't want to play Half Life Two is as bad. I think it's worse if you haven't played The Last of Us. I think that's the best survival story ever told. Half-Life 2 is a foundational gaming experience, and I think The Last of Us is a foundational just enjoyment of entertainment in general. Like, The Last of Us is such a great game. (laughs) It's like, and and the gameplay's good. It's not about the story. It's both. I I just, ah. And the same of Red Dead Redemption 2. That's why I'm harping on this. If you skipped Red Dead Redemption 2, because I saw this. I saw PC gamers. They do this. It doesn't come to PC. And then they start shitting on the game and trying to come up with excuses for why they're not playing it. And it's like, no, you're not playing it because you're, you're an idiot. I don't know why you're not playing it. Like, just play, play Red Dead Redemption 2. Don't listen to the PC haters that shit on it because they couldn't play it on their 2080 Ti. Just play the <laughs> game. It's so, so good. It's so good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that was the last part. I really sounds like they really gave me time to speak about that there. Uh, 
I guess I'll do one more reader mail question here. One of my biggest fans. Carbon Cry. Is 1440p a gateway drug to 4K? And how should we regulate 1440p so it doesn't lead our children astray? Uh, maybe that was a catchphrase. Um, well, you know what? The funny thing is I hear that. Like, is 1440p a gateway drug to 4K? No, I think it's a gateway drug to 1080p. <laughs> oh. I, I'm, a, I'm very outspoken that I don't think 1440p is that big of a 1440p deal. 1440p was the... Uh the placeholder to a new actual like benchmark resolution. 4K is the new standard. 1440p was never going to be a new standard. It's just, oh, you want a slightly higher resolution? It, it looks better, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's slightly higher. Like, people got to understand. I, the thing that annoys me is, you know, 720p, 1080p. Those are good standards. 1080p is 2.25 times bigger. It's over twice as big. That's why 1080p looks obviously better. Uh, that's not true. Uh, 1440p is 1.7. It's not even twice the resolution. And I, it usually takes doubling the resolution to actually even tell the difference. Like 900p is about double the resolution of 720p. Mm -hmm. That's why you can, you know, no, it's not about double. I think it's, I forgot where it is. Frankly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't get mad at me. But I think it's a bigger deal. And it looks a lot sharper than just going, you know, 70%. Especially as diminishing returns kick in. Like everyone talks about diminishing returns to 4K. Well, then what do you think of 1440p? It's only 70% higher and 1080p is already pretty high. Yeah, I mean, I think 1440p, it's just, it's one of those resolutions where it's, at the time where it was significant, it felt like it might be a replacement, but it never was going to be a replacement. Those cheap Korean monitors were decent, right? Yeah. Like, uh for the price. But yeah, what I would say is, uh, I always say is, what do you want to do? Do you want a, a game at a high resolution or do you want a game at 144 hertz? Because <laughs> if you get a 1080p 144 hertz monitor, it, they're cheap now. They're like 150 at most. And I can promise you, I can promise you a $300 or higher cards maxing out 1080p 144. I can promise you. I cannot promise you in 1440p. Yeah. I can also promise you $400 cards are now able to do 4K 60 fine. So... It's like, I don't, I don't, so what do you want 1440p for? So you still have to turn down settings. I don't know. That's just my opinion. And I think it's a, it's a goofy conversation because I think 4K 120 is going to become a standard within a year, much faster than people think. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think 1440p was ever going to become a standard. If you want, I'll do an episode on resolutions for die shrink if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, no. We, we, yeah, we'll do one on resolutions if you guys want. <laughs> but uh, again, let us know in the comments what you think about Reddit Redemption. We're always looking for your feedback. One thing, I, the last thing I'll say before we get off is uh, when it comes to feedback, I do mute people from the channel that I think just shit on us because I don't think they add to the conversation. And I, I insist, as I said in my Navi 12 uh, video, I insist on reading the comments so I can be better. But that means if it, you know, it, right? If it, if it makes if it makes me down to read a shitty comment, well then, well, right? Why are you reading? Well, then it? I need to start minimizing. I need to start minimizing some of these comments. And so if you just yell in all caps, I muted people. I, I'll admit it. I muted people that put in all caps. Stop cutting off your guest. Frankly, because Dan didn't have a camera first, so there was no way for him to know we needed to move on. There's no way he couldn't look at my face. So I just had to. Yeah. So that. The same with uh, the server. Yeah, engineer. that's like a big thing. Um, I mean, I, I I didn't know when we needed to move on. It, it's just there. There's a big thing, facial component with communication that doesn't seem to get through with podcasts. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I asked you that, right? Did it feel like I was always cutting you off? No. 
<laughs> yeah. So again, this is, and did you know the server engineer? Uh, my favorite thing was, dude, no one's going to be on your podcast if you keep cutting them off. Uh, all of them asked to come on again. Yeah. All of them. They said, in fact, if you listen to the podcast, Cortex said, thank you for being such a good host. Yeah. Times. Every guest you've had on so far has been on again, I think. So. <laughs> yeah. So this is ridiculous, guys. Like, I'm not cutting people off. This is how people talk, by the way. I dare you. I dare all of you to record a conversation with you and your friends. It always sounds like everyone's cutting each other off. Well, yeah. Everyone is always cutting each other off because that's how communication works. Yeah, so, but yeah, so I will say that. I don't, and if you want me to read your comments, if you actually have good, you know, questions or concerns, that's what the Patreon's for. That's what the Discord is for. And if you put it in the YouTube one, if you lead with an insult, I'm just might mute you because I don't see the point in, because I want to minimize the amount of comments I need to filter through. It takes work to filter through these comments. So if you lead with an insult, I don't think you're adding to the conversation. But I like, I like feedback. It just has to be good feedback. And if all you guys do, by the way, is say what you don't like, then it sounds like you don't like anything. Yeah. Right? So make sure you tell us what you do like. Yeah. And, and it's just, even though this is a somewhat small channel at this point, it's just the amount of comments we're receiving, you can't even filter through the several hundred we're receiving every uh, every video. It's just, that's... Even that is impossible to filter through. Thousands, if I add up all yeah, the different. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm saying several hundred per video. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I also get them on SoundCloud. I also get emails. I also get them. I'm saying, Dan, if you add up, <laughs> and it's only increasing the amount of st- information we're being sent. So I want to hear what the plebs have to say, <laughs> which I, I can't say moochers anymore, apparently, because people don't get jokes, apparently. I thought of it though, damn. What if I call them hitchhikers? Mm. I think that one is more whimsical. So if you're a hitchhiker, you know, <laughs> hitchhiking on the Patreon and supporters. And to be clear, anyone that is referred to as a moocher, that is a joke. Like it. I don't know, right? You are. Yeah. You. I think 99% of people you, knew it was a joke. If you're supporting a person on Patreon, you are going the extra mile in supporting a person. <laughs> like. And if you're not, you're hitchhiking on them. <laughs> like if you would have told me 10 years ago, oh, people are just going to willingly pay YouTubers and podcasters, I would have called them crazy. But <laughs> that's a common thing now. So Yeah. All right, Dan. I'm surprised I haven't been kicked okay. out yet. I'm going to be kicked out any second here. So I got to go. I've got a flight to catch. I got some flowers to smell in beautiful Canada. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Broken Silicon, a PC hardware and gaming podcast, is predominantly brought to you by me, Tom, of Moore's Law is Dead. You can find all my content, including videos, articles, and this podcast at www.moreslawsdead.com. And of course, it is also often co-hosted by my brother, Damn. And it is edited by my sound engineer, Gerard Cortez. You can find his contact information at www.moreslawsdead.com. You can also find the contact information of my article editor, Carbon Cry. Now, of course, if you want to keep the show running, I really do hope you rate me on your podcasting platform of choice. Share it with your friends. And if you have the money, but only if you do, consider supporting me on 
Patreon at Moore's Law is Dead. If you do, you get access to the Discord to talk to other enlightening people who work not just at AMD, not just at NVIDIA, but often in the server space in other computing areas that people often overlook. And of course, if you support it, you can get access to reading these people's names that keep the show running. But without further ado, let me give thanks to my greatest supporters. On October 5th, 2019, from the Pearson Airport in beautiful Toronto. Bootman, Hunter Drake, Dean, Ruckus, Justin Yant, Thomas Rupp, Thomas Barrage, Jesse Blanton, Jordan Betcher, Muhammad Akawari, Matthew Rubacher, Prime Tech TV, Justin Paris, Zachary Martin, Terrence Harrod, Carl Marco, Otterweiss, Thyrus, with Ninth Dude, Greg Renegar, Kilo and Lau, Daniel Cache, Night Rogue 77, Mechanical Philosopher, Lebo King Kilo, Bollocks, Derek Evans, Matthew McMullen, Christoph Novak, Neil X01, Matt Salem, Aaron Close, Sexy, Frederick Lau, Alexander Dolar, Othetheros, Talos, Caden, Greg T. Wanchek, Jacob Barber, X Soti, Wani Kerber, Matthew Lane, Scott Schof, and Paul Jones. Thank you, everybody. And I apologize for any audio quality. Oh, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Almost missed you, buddy. All right. Yep. Thanks for all the support. Barely got this out there in time, and I got a flight to catch.